Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. Hi, I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. <laughs> Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Bailey, Christy, and Melanie back with another episode of Center Solutions. And today we are talking about aging and mental health care related to seniors. And we have two very special guests in the studio with us today. We have Saul and Kathleen from Senior Life of Midland. How are you guys today? Good, thank you. If you could formally introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Senior Life. Sure. I'm Kathleen Kerwin Haney. I'm the Executive Director of Senior Life Midland. And basically, we have seven programs for seniors, and we also oversee two senior centers in town. And I kind of like to say we're everything for seniors, whether active and or homebound. Um, we're just really honored to be able to serve our senior population. And um, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm approaching that population quicker and quicker every day. <laughs> um, but, you know, just because, you know, you're getting up there in years doesn't mean that you've lost your purpose or you've lost your edge. There's still so much going on, so much you can do, so much you can offer our community. So it's really just our honor to be able to serve our elderly population. And you guys just went through a name change, right? People might know you as Senior Link. Yes. More so as Meals on Wheels, but you guys offer so much, so many more programs than just Meals on Wheels. So when did you guys change your name? We officially changed our name from Senior Link Midland in January, January 1st to be exact. Before that, we were community and senior services for many, many years. So we still get phone calls a lot of the time for community and senior services. But, you know, nowadays... Um, we also really serve the families of seniors a lot as well. Um, we see a lot of kids and grandkids that are helping with their parents or their grandparents. And oftentimes it's those grandkids um, that are looking at the Internet, that are looking for resources or the sandwich generation. They're raising their kids, um, but they're also helping to be caregivers for their parents. And they're just looking for help. And so we really just felt like we needed to rebrand. We needed a more recognizable name. We also have a lot of newcomers to Midland, and we just we just needed to to be more recognizable in the community. So we love our new name, Senior Life Midland. Just because you're a senior, um, you know, doesn't mean life kind of ends for you. You can be busy in our community and be active, and um, you know, we we have lots of programs for our seniors. I like the name change. We love it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Actually. Thank you. It's, I don't know. It seems more. Fun, I guess. Well, you know what? A lot of times life just begins when you're a senior. Uh -huh. um, I'm not a grandma, and I hope not to be anytime <laughs> real soon. But, um, you know, a lot of our seniors really just talk about this time in their life. They're just coming into their stride, they feel like. And they're loving this time of their life. So we, we kind of love the new name. We kind of love Senior Life Midland. And Saul, if you could introduce yourself, please. Yes, I'm uh, Saul Herrera. I'm director of the Retired and Senior Volunteer Program, and I qualify as a senior. 
I'm a member of my own volunteer program. Been there 25 years, and I have seen the growth of the program and also seen the aging process of our volunteers as they began at 55, and now they're in their 80s. So um, it's quite a process because you see them aging right before your eyes, but yet the will and desire to serve and serve others doesn't go away. It's just like with our clients at the recording library, they are experiencing a huge lifestyle change later in life, 50s and up usually, Mm -hmm. because they're going blind, if partially or completely blind. And just because they've lost their vision does not mean that they've lost their heart or their drive or their talents. They're school teachers, they're doctors. Very true. They still have so much to give. Right. And do services start at 55? Yes. Most of our programs start at 55. Some start at 60. Um, And as Saul said, our oldest volunteer was 100. She just recently moved out of the area. But there's something for everybody in our programs. And and so it's kind of neat. I mean, no matter what your age, you know, you still have purpose. Right. And we'll talk a little bit more at the end about some of the services that you guys offer. Right now, let's kind of dive into the mental health side of the senior population and some of the common challenges. Melanie, can you please give us some information about mental health in seniors? Sure. Um, We have some statistics here from the World Health Organization. Uh, Between 2015 and 2050, the proportion of the world's population over 60 years will nearly double from 12 to 22 percent. That's pretty, that's, that's a pretty big increase. Uh, Mental health and well-being are as important in older ages as it is at any other time of life. Approximately 15% of adults aged 60 and over suffer from a mental disorder. Um, We also have some statistics from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. 5.7 million adults aged 65 and over engage in binge drinking. 1.5 million of this age group are using illicit drugs. And there were over 7,000 opioid overdose-related deaths in this age group in 2016. So all of that is uh, very relatable to mental health issues. And Kathleen, you mentioned that there's been an influx of people moving here. What are some of the toughest issues faced by our aging population here in Midland that you've seen? That's a good question. Um, I kind of jotted down several. Um, You know, loss of a spouse, of course, is is a huge one. Um, Struggling you know, with your own medical conditions. As we get older, you know, it seems like, gosh, a laundry list of things. Just, you know, getting to realize that your body's not the same as it used to be. You just don't feel the same. And, you know, a lot of serious medical conditions, you know, really makes it difficult just to get through the day. Um, We are seeing a lot of financial challenges. When the economy is great in Midland, it's not so great for our seniors that are on a fixed income. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is extremely hard for our elderly here in Midland. Retirement. You know, when you have worked every day your entire career and all of a sudden you are retired, that's a huge life change for you. Just trying to figure out what do I do now? What do I do with my time? All of these things are are just, you know, significant life changes. It's hard to transition into a different time in, of your life. You may have been used to, you know, caring for your kids, having somebody to take care of, going to work. Um, all of these things, you know, 
really are stressful for you, you know, when you just find yourself in a different phase of life. I will also say, you know, a lot of our seniors do suffer from Alzheimer's or dementia. One out of three seniors um, will pass away with Alzheimer's or dementia. That's not mental illness, but a lot of times it's mistaken for mental illness. So really, um, everyone in our community needs to know the difference and needs to know what the real signs are for dementia and Alzheimer's. Can you talk a little bit more about that for someone like myself who does not know the difference? Can, what are some signs that we can look for and how can we approach that? You know, it starts off telling the same stories over and over, misplacing things. Your loved ones start to get lost. Just starts off really just seeming like it's just really, really innocent things. But, but once it's that behavior that just kind of starts happening a lot, People really need to start paying attention to their loved ones and, and seeing if it's something that is happening over and over. And if so, you know, taking them to the doctor, mentioning, you know, to the physician, I think this, you know, could be a possibility. You know, can we run some tests? Um, oftentimes it is not diagnosed and that that is a real problem with people who are suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. Christy. If you could talk a little bit here, and Christy, of course, is our counselor on the show. You Do you have a lot of seniors that come into centers that are dealing with these sudden lifestyle changes, such as dementia or Alzheimer's? Um, what are some common things that you see amongst our seniors that come into centers? Okay, we do, um, as Ka Kathleen was saying, we have a lot of people that come in because of stress, because they're dealing with financial issues or, you know, loss of a loved one, stress, grief, depression. They have physical ailments or, you know, things like that, it, especially like if you have a major surgery, that's one of the side effects is some depression will sit in, especially with heart surgeries or any kind of heart um, issues. So um, we get people that come in and, and we used to call it and we still do sadly call it end of life issues. In, rea in reality, we need to just say that living issues, I am still right. alive, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, and these are the right. current living issues that I find myself having problems with or issues with. Um, but it, it is mostly that, you know, sometimes our kids are, you know, we're very transient in today's world. You know, their kids, grandkids may live a you know, long way away, so they're lonely. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they want to come in and say, you know, what do I do? And they're very willing to take direction from us or, you know, encouragement from us. Um, you know, they are still, you know, especially people, I would say, 75 or older, they still look at therapists, doctors, or whatever is having all the answers. So right. sometimes whenever you're just like, let's go for a walk every day. Let's try eating healthy. Let's get out of, you know, don't just sit in your chair watching TV. Open the windows. They're very willing to do some of those things. And uh, so being uh, therapeutically savvy is a, is a very good thing for the, uh, the older people. And let's talk a little bit more about loneliness and isolation. And um, Kathleen, what are some, how do we cope with that? What are some of the services you guys offer? How do you help deal with loneliness and isolation, and Saul, feel free to chime in at any time since you're kind of an expert in this field also. Well, um, I'll let Saul talk about his RSVP program. Um, Saul is very humble, but he has been with our agency for 25 years this year. His program's also turning 25 years old, so I'll let him talk about RSVP. Um, fantastic. That is a great way for seniors to stay busy and active. So do you want to tell them a little bit about RSVP program? Exactly. Well, it is a great place because we find a niche for you. Whether you're um, looking for something new, like say you were a teacher 
And the first thing we think about, well, it's about after school program. And the teacher says, no, I've dealt with kids too many times. <laughs> I want something different. We recently, well, it's been a few years now, but had a retired teacher that turned construction worker. She wow. is now building homes through Habitat. And so sometimes you can, life can take you a completely different course. But yes, we do offer many areas where they can serve. Uh, I provide them with the, the choices and they make the final choice. The volunteer always chooses where they want to go and for how much time they want to spend there. And uh, I pulled up some studies about how healthy volunteer is for them. The last year, our, our federal sponsor, the Corporation for National Community Service, ran a survey among, among volunteers. And the survey indicated that less socially isolated, 88% reported fewer feelings of isolation because they were volunteering. And their better health, 84% reported that their, their health was more stable and it was improving. So a lot of these things are important because, like Kathleen mentioned earlier, it gives folks a purpose to get up in the morning. Yes, I'm not working anymore. I'm retired or I lost my spouse, but I have to be at the soup kitchen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Eight o'clock, there's people waiting on me. There's people needing food. I have to deliver a meal. My clients need to be fed. So these all give these, give these volunteers purpose and it gives them a feeling of satisfaction. I like that you guys offer a um, a couple of different choices for someone who might not even know what they exactly. want to volunteer for. Because just like here at the recording library, it's not for everyone. So you, you might not know what, what even is out there. There's always some way you can give back to your community and use your talents to give back to the community. Even though that you're no longer working, you, can, you might have more time to give back. Exactly. So let's talk about transportation a little bit. Um, how do you guys handle transportation amongst seniors here in Midland? I know that's a challenge. It's always a challenge. You know, we, we really don't have a transportation program per se. We do have a program that's called Senior Companion. And that's really a neat program because it, it helps our low-income seniors. Um, it is a volunteer program, but they do earn a small stipend plus mileage. So what we do is we place them, it's a active senior who volunteers, and we place them with a not so active senior who needs a little bit more help. And so they can take that senior um, to get a prescription, to get their hair done, to eat lunch, to go grocery shopping, to a doctor's appointment. Um, and so really, it's just what the program says, it's being a companion. So it really helps that senior who's active really get through the month. So, you know, it, it really helps them earn some extra income, but it also gives them that purpose. Also helps that not so active senior just navigate the waters a little bit more and, and just have somebody to talk to. And it's a really super neat program. Um, we also have another program called Foster Grandparent Program. And with that, um, we partner with MISD and several other programs that serve youth. And we basically match a low-income senior who needs a little bit more income with a student, usually three to four at-risk students, who just need a little bit of help. Our seniors are mentors for them. They help them read. They tutor them. 
usually they just are, you know, that little extra bit of help that they need to, you know, get where they need to be uh, in terms of grades, behaviors, that type thing. I love that idea. Yeah. They're both really awesome programs, not only for the student or the not so active senior, but for the active seniors as well. So we have a lot of wonderful programs. You know, everybody knows us for Meals on Wheels. And I mean, that one is, it's not only just, you know, giving a senior a meal. It's so much more than that. It's it's that safety check. It's that friendly visit. But it's really just reminding that senior who's homebound that they are loved, that they're remembered, that they're cared for. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a staff with caregivers. I guess they're caseworkers. So it's the beginning of the day after that meal is delivered. A lot of people think that that's the end of the day for us. It's just the beginning for our caseworkers. We find out at that point if somebody's electricity is turned off and we need to help get it turned on. Um, We pay that bill. We advocate for our seniors. um, We help with delivering extra food. Um, We know that just that noontime meal is not enough. We help with property taxes, um, all kinds of things, really. Um, It takes just a lot more than that noontime meal to keep our seniors where they need to be. And Christy, how important is companionship? to seniors? Well, I mean, it's everything. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been lonely, but I've been lonely before. Sure. And, you know, and, so, and sometimes it's not just lonely, but it's just being alone. And you're you know, thinking, what is my purpose? And who does care about me? Does Would anybody know if I was here or not? Mm-hmm. And I think like Kathleen was saying, whenever they walk in that door to deliver that meal, they know someone's sick, if they're crying, or if they don't really want to let that, that person leave, you know, it might be a, a, a tip for somebody that we need a little extra time with this person. So, you know, just being alone in that isolation can be very devastating to older people, for all people. For everybody. For everyone. Right. Regardless of age. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. You have to have that, you know, it's the feeling of belonging is what makes us human, right? Mm -hmm. We want to belong with someone. We want to be safe. We want to belong with somebody. We want to love somebody. We want to be loved. And that's kind of what makes us feel like we're part of the human race. Absolutely. Right. And I personally have volunteered with Meals on Wheels, and I thought it was a fantastic program. But it wasn't even so much about the meal. It was about the relationship that you build with the clients that you're meeting. I they're, they're, I started delivering crossword puzzles with my meal, and that alone, just they were excited simply for a, a crossword puzzle. And that's something that, I mean, we do, we think about every day. We don't, it's a crossword puzzle. Building those relationships and just letting them know that, People in your community are thinking about them and that you're valuable and important is something that we should probably strive to do better as a community. I think that our senior population, and Saul, you can talk more about this maybe, that they are often put to the wayside or put in the background, and that's not, you know, they're just as important. Now there's dedication, there's commitment that you don't see in the in younger folks, you know, they, they don't take their uh, volunteer opportunity as something serious, something that that person's going to depend on, and a senior does. They know if they agreed to go deliver that meal or go mentor that student that those individuals are going to wait for them and are going to need them. And let's talk a little bit more about some whenever mental health concerns become serious Melanie, you have some information here. When does it get to the point where 
it's not just a casual concern, and it's something that really needs to be taken seriously. Uh, well, this touches a little bit on what Kathleen had mentioned, some of the signs that you look for as a family member or a friend, uh, just so a part of the community. Uh, when you notice changes in appearance or dress, uh, problems maintaining the home or the yard, you start to see someone that maybe took really great care of their yard and then things are starting to dry up, grass is getting taller, it's a good time to, to check and make sure things are okay. Um, confusion, disorientation, problems with concentration and decision-making, anything out of the ordinary in uh, being able to communicate. A decrease in, or increase in appetite, you know, severe changes in weight, that could be a mental health or physical health issue that's not diagnosed. Depressed moods that last longer than two weeks, that's just really a good, a good checkup for all of us, honestly. Feelings of worthlessness, inappropriate guilt, helplessness, thoughts of suicide. This goes along with other cases as well, but people wanting to get rid of things. That's, that's another sign. Give things away. Memory loss, um, physical problems that can't be explained. Social withdrawal, loss of interest in things that used to be enjoyable. Maybe you notice that um, there's not a, a social aspect that used to exist, maybe the putting the knitting needles away, um, gardening, you know, if things start to change, then it, it may be a problem. Um, unexplained fatigue, energy loss, sleep changes. Um, some of these are interchangeable to everyone, but they are very important signs to, to notice. I think whenever people hear the word senior services, they assume 80 or plus. It's, I mean, it starts as early as 50, even earlier for some, really has no age. Well, it's like everything else. Just because you turn 18, not everybody's maturing at the same stage or the same level. Or it's it's the same for our aging population. We all age differently. Yes, I have a a 94 year old on my caseload right now, who um, just recently had her keys taken away from her, and which probably should have happened about four years ago because I got a call one day and she says. I'll make it for my appointment, but I might be a few minutes late. And I said, well, where are you? And she said, I'm driving from Abilene, but don't worry, I'm going 85. Wow. Right, just because <laughs> it's important that I get there. So, I mean, you know, she this was a very vibrant or is a very vibrant woman who raised her uh, children, her grandchildren and her great grandchildren. Whenever there were some, un, you know, unexpected deaths in the family, she stayed vital with schools. Um, and she was a teacher at MISD for 32 years. But uh, she, you know, helped them through school, got them in college. She was active in her church. I'm going to guess she was even connected to Kathleen and Saul in some way. Mm -hmm. um, she just refused because she was very right just to let certain things keep her down. She knew it was very important, all the things that we've talked about today. Let's talk a little bit more about independence in regards to that. Like something taking your keys away, that's a huge lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. it, it makes you feel like your independence is, is gone. Mm -hmm. Kathleen, if you want to talk a little bit more about that, how can we help seniors who maybe can't drive anymore, for example? What are some tips that we can say or do to help them feel, <laughs> to help them with that situation? You know, this is this is really a tough one because it, it really is so individual, you know, from uh, person to person. This was such a difficult one for for me personally with my dad. You know, it is taking their di 
their dignity away oftentimes. Um, you know, just having that conversation with your parents or, you know, that individual and doing it from just a loving standpoint and a safety concern, but it's, it's tough and they're not going to be happy and they're going to be crushed because that is, that's their independence. You know, our senior centers, we do provide transportation on that. You asked the transportation issue earlier. Um, Easy Rider does pick them up at home and also delivers them back at home every day. Our um, senior centers have, you know, all kinds of wonderful programs, all kinds of activities, um, nutritious lunch. The senior centers aren't just playing bingo and hanging out. They're really wonderful places to go during the day. So it's, you know, not just you're going to be stuck at home anymore. There's lots of things that that seniors can do to stay connected. Um, and it's important for them to still be connected to their, their peers. They still need to get together with their friends. They still need to go to church. So if it's time to take those keys away, you also need to provide avenues for them to still be involved in the community, still go to church, still see their friends, still go to play bridge or whatever it is they want to do. Um, because a lot of times that's taking their livelihood away. But you do offer bingo. Bingo is a big thing as well as line dancing. Okay, because my, my mom loves bingo. Right? Yes, bingo. We do a lot. And Saul just hosted bingo last week. How'd that go? Went well. Um, there's two. There's a difference in the two senior centers. Uh, we went to Southeast first and very laid back. And then, and then Friday we're going to Midland Senior Center. And they're very, very serious about their big work. <laughs> so we, we have to call at the right speed. Oh, they, they and make intense. sure we do it right. Oh, yeah. No, and don't say a wild number. If it comes up and it's wild, they'll let you know. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You have to do it the right way. Yeah. But I think that the bottom line, the message I really want to deliver clearly is, especially in Midland, Texas, there are resources out there for just about anything you experience. Um, if you're not sure where to turn for help and it's involving seniors, call us. Call call Senior Life Midland. Call Saul. Call me. There's there's going to be things you have not experienced before. Call us. You don't have to do this alone. Um, my mom had Alzheimer's, and I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't know what to do. There are so many resources out there, and so many people willing to help in our community. There's there's just so many wonderful people. Um, centers is wonderful with any type of these issues we've been talking about. Um, we have so many programs for seniors. And if we don't do it, we'll get you in contact with right. somebody who will. Of course, we all work together. So yes, we're, we that's can definitely the name get of the you game. in the right place. Right. As a matter of fact, we're working on some projects going forward that are going to help some of uh, Senior Life's clients receive counseling and support from centers. And we're very excited about all of that. Yes. yes. We never want anybody to face this all alone. Where are you guys located? You mentioned two different locations. 3301 Sinclair is our administrative office. So, you know, if anybody has a question, they can always stop in and talk to us or they can give us a call. We have two different senior centers. One is on Illinois and it's in the Kingsgate Mall. Kings Kingsgate Mall. Yes. And the other is Southeast Senior Center. It's in Washington Park. 
across the street from um, Washington School. Mm-hmm. And then we have our Texas-sized garage sale. It's like everybody in Midland wants to know all about that garage <laughs> sale. It's the second weekend in October, and that's our biggest fundraiser for Meals on Wheels. So it's it's very important because it does fund a third of the Meals on Wheels program for the entire year. And what is your phone number? 689-6693. And do you guys have a website? We do. Facebook page? We do. We have all of that. And so seniorlifemidland.org. So many ways that you can get help for seniors or get seniors involved with the community and vice versa. Make sure to visit Senior Life on their Facebook page, website, phone number, call them, call centers, call recording library, call any of us and we'll get you in the right place. Thank you, Saul and Kathleen, for joining us. Centers Solutions is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Hennis and Abby Wiggum. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library at 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C-E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next time.